welcome to the Field Log Podcast, weekly reflections for the Warrior King to help you master yourself, fulfill your purpose, and conquer the day. I'm your host, Marcian Sicario. Field Log Day 119 KPIs I still remember during my university days, there was a, a period, senior year, and a, well, I mean, the period was senior year, it was the entirety of senior year, where my schedule was probably the most organized it has ever been in my life. At no point before senior year or since then have I had a schedule that was this detailed. I used to have a, a wallpaper on my phone where every block of every day, and there were some free periods in the evening, but for the majority of the day, say from 8 a.m. until maybe 6 or 7 p.m., I had color-coded blocks Monday through Friday for the classes I was taking and then the gaps in between where I would do various things, train, eat, study, meditate at the time, and read, those sorts of things. And there was a particular place where after a particular class, and I don't actually remember which class it was, it's been so long, but a particular place where after I got out of a certain class, I would sit down in this one particular chair, if it was open, and I would read, I would study. And one of the books I was studying for the majority of, I think it was the first semester, was a book called The Lean Startup, right? And The Lean Startup introduces this methodology, I've talked about this before, agile methodology, right? This is something that we use in the software development world, to make software more efficiently. So you can imagine there are two general, call them streams of thought, right? One of them being the older, one of them being the newer. The older is what's called waterfall, right? You come up with a product idea, we're going to build a platform for businesses to do their own taxes or something along those lines. And let's say that we get a team together, right? We get a product manager, we get some software developers, we get some testers, right? All of the various people that are required, maybe a scrum master, and then we start building out a plan for this. It's going to take 12 to 18 months to build out the software from scratch. We start working on it. We're pouring millions of dollars into it. And by the time we're done, we ship the product. And it turns out nobody wants it. Right? It could also turn out that people do want it. Right? It could turn out that it's a huge success. And then that's great. But it could also turn out that, well, maybe we build a bad product. Or maybe people don't want the thing we're building at all. Right? Maybe it's some completely new idea. Right? A social media, it's... Tinder for cats, right? You can match your cats with other cats and they can, I don't know, go and play dates or something. Well, there were some people in the software development world who thought that this system is really stupid, right? We're going to write code for 18 months. We're going to write hundreds of pages of documentation on how the code is written so that other developers that come in after us can figure it out. We're going to do all these things. And what if somebody doesn't want to buy it? Or what if anybody won't buy it? Nobody will buy it. So they came up with this methodology called Agile, right? And the way it works is your first goal is the MVP, the minimum viable product. And you start working towards the MVP. And the second you have something that is viable, right? It's not good. It's not functional. It's just viable. It's barely, barely passable software. There's a bunch of bugs. It's missing a bunch of features. It looks ugly. You ship it. And if there's interest, uh, they figured this out. And I don't know how they figured this out, but they figured out that if there's interest then people will use it, but they'll complain, right? Oh, I love the software, I love the concept, but why can't it do this? Why does this thing always break? Why does this always break? 
And then once you have the minimum viable product, you work in these things called sprints, right? They're usually about two to four weeks long, generally two. And every two weeks, you have a set list of features you're trying to build out. You ship those features and every two weeks you push updates, right? I'm sure you've seen this before, right? You're the, I don't know, your version of Instagram on your phone went from 17.1 to 17.2. And I'm sure if you've listened to the show for a long time, you've heard me tell this story before. It's one of my favorite stories because of what it illustrates, right? It illustrates iteration, but it also illustrates another concept, and that's the topic of today's field log. The other concept that it illustrates that I learned from reading the book, right? And there is a follow-up book, which I ended up reading called Lean Analytics that dives into this in more detail, is the idea of KPIs. KPIs, Key Performance Indicators. KPIs. What are KPIs? A KPI is a number that abstracts away some sort of quality that you're trying to achieve, right? With software, it might be um, monthly active users, right? Uh, Some platform like Instagram might boast to their advertisers, we have 700 million monthly active users. And I don't know what the actual number is. Or it might be a customer retention, right? Of the people that first make an account, 65 of them return a month later. And 60% of them return six months later, right? We have high customer retention. Now, why am I talking about this, right? Most of you probably don't have software startups. Most of you probably don't run software businesses or maybe any business at all, right? A lot of people work for someone else and there's nothing wrong with that. The reason I bring this up is because the KPI is one of the most powerful concepts that you can implement in your life to make sure that you're on track for the particular goals you're setting, right? And there's a whole kind of philosophical discussion between goals and systems, and we're not going to get into the details of that today, but the, the rub of it is, the, the crux of the matter, is that if you're trying to achieve some sort of qualitative attribute, right? There's something that you want to have or want to be because you think it's going to make you a better man, right? And we've talked about all these things. You want to be strong. You want to be intelligent. You want to be in possession of financial resources so you can take care of your family and those, those sorts of things. What does that mean, right? What does strong mean? How are we measuring strong? Well, in some ways, it's relative, right? I might be strong compared to most people, but weak compared to some other people. Wealthy is also relative. You know, I might be in the top 10% of people in in my, I don't know, state, let's say. So there's 10% of people who would look at my income and, you know, they'd be horrified. They're like, well, how can you make so little? (laughs) Whatever. But you can measure stronger and you can measure wealthier. And that's where the KPI comes in. So if you imagine for a second that, let's take the example of weight training, right? Which is one of my favorite examples. You want to know whether or not you're progressing. The number that comes to mind, it's almost instant, right? It's the number on the bar. Now, the thing is, most people already measure this not realizing it's a KPI, right? And I'm sure I'm using a simple example, and we'll get into some more, let's say, obscure examples in a second. But I want to use a simple example to to show the power of the concept. The way you know if you're getting stronger is whether or not your bench is going up, whether or not your squat is going up, your deadlift your barbell row, right? You want to have these core movements that you're measuring. And if we take it beyond strength, right? If we go into general, let's say, physical performance or physique even, right? That might be something you're interested in, which again, totally fine. There's a certain collection of numbers that together give you a pretty good indication of what exactly is happening right now. Sort of as far as your, let's call it success goes in a particular field. So as far as Strength and building muscle goals, I've always said that the numbers you want to track are the weight on the bar and the weight on the scale. If your weight on the bar is going up, 
and the weight on the scale is going up, you know for a fact, for a guaranteed fact, you're building muscle. Even if you're adding fat at the same time, you're still building muscle. Now, if you want to make sure to gain muscle without, you know, gaining fat at the same time, you're going to want to track the weight on the bar, the weight on the scale, and some sort of measure of body fat. You know, if you have access to a DEXA scan, which I know is pretty expensive, that would definitely do the trick. You can also use calipers, which, you know, have some human error in them. But if you learn to use them well, they'll be relatively precise. You can also use something like the mirror, which is a bit more qualitative, right? So not exactly a KPI. But there are certain numbers you can track to know whether or not you're making progress. And the nice thing is, beyond that, there are certain numbers you can track to guarantee you will be making progress. I always tell my athletes that the only things I want you to track are how many hours of sleep are you getting a night, right? It's not perfect, right? Your quality could be worse, but you can track how many hours of sleep and how many times you woke up. Then I want you to track how much water are you drinking, how many times a day are you getting protein and how much, and then the weight in the bar, right? The, the weight on the bar. If you track those four variables... And if you read the Warrior King Training Protocol, it talks about this all in detail. If you're getting enough protein, you're getting enough sleep, you're staying hydrated, and the weight on the bar is moving up, I guarantee you, it doesn't matter what you believe, it doesn't matter what you do, you will get stronger, and you will get bigger. Now, I want to use one more example before we move on into sort of the, the specifics of how you might set KPIs, how you might track them, how you might use them. And we're going to go with something that's a bit harder to measure. Let's say something along the lines of creative progress, right? Let's say you want to be a poet, right? I'm just going to use the first example that comes to mind, obviously, because that's what I'm working with. How would you measure the quality of becoming a better poet? There's a lot of things that that, that go into being a good poet, right? You want to have expressive poetry. You want to have poetry that emotionally resonates. It should be musical. It should be allegorical. You should have strong command of the language you're writing poetry in, right? If it's English, you should have a large vocabulary. So all of these various things are going to sort of coalesce to make up the impact that your poetry has, the the beauty that it communicates. Well, if you wanted to do something along those lines, or, you know, maybe some other art, like painting or, or music or something, a lot of times I find that the best things you can track are process-related, system-related. It might be really, really hard to find a metric that will show you if over time you're becoming a better poet, although I've certainly attempted to do those things, right? I, I rate my poetry when it's done, and then based on these certain criteria that I've written down beforehand, which of course isn't particularly objective, but I try to approximate to see if the trend is going up over time. But if you're in a situation like that, your KPI can be something activity-related right? It is a number that you can track that might not necessarily indicate whether or not you have made progress, but it is the closest thing to that. Now, what do I mean by that? If you're writing poetry, right? That's the example we're working with. If you're writing poetry, you can track how many poems have you written, right? Start very, very simple. How many poems, how many poems have we written, right? If you do something like a daily poetry writing block, that's what I do. I write once a day, you know, How many times are you missing that? Then you can measure how many different forms you're using. You could use some sort of software that you can plop your poem into to look at word variants, right? How large is your vocabulary? Are the words that you're using increasing over time? Are you constantly falling back on the same words, right? Let's say if you keep popping in your poems, eventually, you know, after a certain time, the number of new words you use will tailor off. And 
is that tailoring off more and more and more and more and then you start to find a limit or are you introducing new words that you haven't used before? You can also track how many poetry books have you written from other art, um, artists or poets, but yeah, artists. There are numbers that you can introduce and you can tweak, right? Sometimes finding the KPI isn't as straightforward as you might like it to be. Something like weight training can be very easy to know whether or not you're making progress. But there's a number that you can track, that you can measure, that's going to give you a better indicator. The absolute last thing you want to do is to go into a situation like that blind. You have to set a goal, any goal, because the goal always informs the system, right? And that's really what the KPI is. The KPI is strongly tied up with the system. If you set the goal of, I want to be the greatest poet alive, whatever, you set that goal, and then you just, what, what, do what? You know, write poetry once in a while when you feel like it? That's not going to get you anywhere. You can't hit a target you can't see. So it's important to have numbers that are keeping you honest, right? This is the power of KPIs or numbers in general is that they're objective or as objective as we can get in our present state, at least. So you attempt to the best of your ability to find numbers that are representative. And if you have friends in a certain field, right, let's say poetry or whatever other art, painting, you ask them, like, what, what do you track? Is there anything you track? Maybe some people don't, and those people are generally successful by accident, not on purpose. They're successful despite the fact that they don't use KPIs, not because of it. So you can ask around, see if somebody else has numbers, right? If I were, you know, wanted to get into painting or drawing, I would probably get a painting book and measure how many pages of the book I'm going through every day, right? How to paint. Or maybe if I'm taking lessons, I would measure the number of lessons and the number of paintings that I'm putting out and the, the different type of subject matter. Maybe the square inches of the canvases. Maybe you used to work with smaller canvases, then you start to work with bigger ones. How much have I painted? And I'm always trying to push myself. Maybe measure new subject matter. Whatever it is, you have to find a number right? For whatever field you're talking about. A language, right? You're learning a language. This one's easier again. What's my vocabulary, right? If you're working on a flashcard set, what's my vocabulary? What's the longest conversation I've had entirely in this language? Maybe you have a tutor online, one-on-one. Maybe you go to a club. How long can I talk without resorting to my native language, which is probably English? So there are numbers that you can identify for whatever topic. And if you don't do this, you're probably not going to achieve your goals. Right? If you just go into the gym and you just lift whatever weight you want at any given time, maybe if you push yourself just hard enough, it'll work. And then if you eat whenever you're hungry, most people don't have the appetite required to achieve the weight that they want to achieve. So it's really important to identify the numbers. Now, that was a lot of examples, right? I just gave a lot of examples. And some call it advice on how exactly you might implement the numbers and how you might find them. But I want to focus on that just a little more intentionally now for the next few minutes. How do I do this? What's a process I can follow? Well, first things first, we have a goal setting guide, right? Which is currently not hosted. So hopefully you have a copy already. I think most people listening to this have a copy, but I'm working on the revised updated version right now. It'll be on marcia.cx soon enough. But if you have a copy of it, you can go through that process and I'll elucidate that in a bit more detail in the new version. And I'll recap the process now. The first thing you need to do is you need to set the the large 30,000 foot view vision, right? What is it that I'm trying to achieve? And you should do that for every commitment of the warrior king. So spirit, stewardship, body, craft, mind, relationship, leisure. And at least one, if not more, it's usually more than one for each you know, area for each commitment. So for stewardship, it might be something like have a net worth of 6 million, have a monthly income of 50,000, 
have, I don't know, 500,000 in liquid assets and 2.5 million in real estate or something, right? You're going to come up with many different targets. And the nice thing about stewardship, right, financial things is that usually the goals are the numbers, so the KPIs basically write themselves. But you want to do that for everything. For spirit, this one's really difficult, right? How do you how do you qualitative or quantitatively measure something so qualitative, something something so ethereal as spiritual progress? Well, I try to use things that are sort of tangential that tend to give an indication of how well I'm doing. So for me, as far as spiritual things go, is it's it's how many books have I read on these topics, right? How many books currently I'm reading St. Justin Martyr's First Apology. Once that's done, that's another tally mark. So I'm I'm gathering spiritual knowledge, right? You can also measure something like what percentage of days do I do my morning and evening prayers and what percentage of days do I not? Right? Things of that nature. You might measure something like I like I keep a track of how many icons I have. Because the way I see it, the more icons I accumulate, the more I'm surrounding myself with spiritually edifying objects, right? Another thing I measure personally, spiritually, is pilgrimages, or I call them quote-unquote pilgrimages, right? When I go to visit a monastery, for example, I've done that one time before, I want to do it one time again this year, and hoping to do that at least once a year. So you start measuring things like this, and they start to generally create this, you know, this force behind you that starts pushing you towards the state that you're trying to achieve. So you set the 30,000-foot view, goal, right? Spiritually, it might be to be the best Orthodox Christian I can be. Then you boil it down to the 10-year goal. What is the 10-year goal? I want to have visited 10 monasteries. I want to have done 10 pilgrimages, right? I want to have done, I don't know, I want to achieve a level of 90% completion rate of my morning and evening prayers. And of course, you're going to try to do those heartfelt too, right? You're not submitting this report to a boss. This isn't for anyone else. This is for you. So you set those 10-year goals, right? And to go back to another example, for craft, right? You want to be a painter. My 10-year goal is to have an exhibit, right? Maybe somebody else loves my po- uh, my painting so much that that person puts my paintings up somewhere and they get exhibited. Or maybe I start to become such a good painter that I can sell online and eventually gather the money to do my, host my own exhibit and sell my art that way. Or maybe your goal is to have a successful online store that sells prints, right? Whatever your goal is. Then you drill down to the yearly goal. And you see I'm jumping back and forth between commitments so that we get lots of different examples here. Now you're at the yearly goal level. What do I need to do this year to achieve the goal of having my own exhibit as a painter? Maybe you need to get to your first painting done, your first good painting, and you can quantify or qualify good however you'd like. Maybe you need to have three paintings done. Maybe you need to join a painting class. Maybe you need to watch some YouTube videos, whatever your yearly goal is. And then from that, generally, that's where your KPI comes from. One of the things about using KPIs in your personal life is that they generally change the years, even for the same activity. Sometimes they say the same, right? For money, it's always going to be the dollar amount in the savings account, checkings account, investment account, right? Real estate portfolio. That's not going to change. But for something that's a bit more difficult, maybe this year your KPI is how many hours have I done of attending the painting classes. But next year, it might be how many paintings have I produced. The year after that, it might be how many sales have I made in my online store, right? The number might change based on the stage that your quote-unquote company is in, right? You can see the parallels here between running your life and between, you know, running a business. So once you're at the yearly goal level, the KPIs are teased out very naturally. And I don't want to hear that I can't can't find KPIs for a particular activity because you can, right? Even for things like spiritual growth, 
Uh, if you've ever read The Way of the Pilgrim, which I highly, highly recommend, and I'll put that in the show notes below. If you've ever read The Way of the Pilgrim, you'll know that he increases the number of times that he says the Jesus prayer every day, right? There comes a point where he's saying it like 10,000 times a day, I think, or maybe even more than that. It's been a few years since I've read it. But that's the number that his spiritual father, and I think it's more than one over the course of the story, spiritual fathers tell him the track. Is how many times did you say the prayer? Because the prayer is efficacious whether or not you believe in it. The words, Lord Jesus Christ, Son of God, have mercy on me, a sinner, are working on your heart. So, you can find those KPIs. And if you have trouble finding them, speak to people that are more experienced in that field, that have a similar, similar mindset. And those people are going to give you, or at least not the KPI necessarily, but at least give you suggestions on what the KPI might be. So that was a lot of information on KPIs. I know, I probably flooded you here. But I hope that the, the message comes across and that, that the target here is clear. You're aiming to have numbers that allow you to objectively assess whether or not you're making progress in something because ultimately, if you have a goal like selling 10 prints this month or 100 prints this year or something from your website and it's not happening, that is a, it's a diagnostic tool that helps you figure out whether or not your process is working. And if it's not working, that's when you iterate, right? We've talked about this in the iteration and consistency episode. Is you When you have that number that you can track, it allows you to figure out when something's going wrong and it allows you to figure out when things are going right, which are both very, very useful, right? If things are going really well, you might introduce smaller experiments or maybe you're doing so well that you're like i'm not going to mess with this at all this is fantastic right like with the warrior king training protocol every once in a while i tweak things here and there and i i work on updates i'm working on an update for the whole program right now but most of the time i just kind of run it as it is because it works it works so i don't need to keep tweaking it i can find little improvements here and there if i want and consider whether or not they're useful so that's what i want you to do this week if you haven't done this already, and I hope you have, because we've talked about this a number of times, but especially after today's or to this week's field log, now we know about KPIs in the most explicit way. This week, I want you to set aside some time today, hopefully, right? If you have time, please do it today. Pull out your notes app right now, whatever you're doing, you're drinking your coffee, you're laying on the couch, you're watching TV, put that on pause for a second, put the coffee down and make a note in your calendar, in your notes app, whatever it is that you use in your handheld journal, in your Etch-a-Sketch, I don't care, that you're going to set aside some time today to find KPIs for all the goals that you're working towards this year. This might take 20 or 25 minutes, and that's okay. But it's going to be very useful to you to have metrics that you can measure to see whether or not you're progressing. And if you do that this week and you carry those KPIs over for the next month, for the next six months, for the next year, your 2024 is going to be very very successful, but only if you leverage the power of the KPI. That's it for this week's field log. If you like what you heard today, you can follow this podcast on whatever platform you're listening on right now. You can also rate the show. That always helps out a lot. You can find me on Instagram, threads, and TikTok at marcian.cx for field log snippets, art, philosophy, and training-related content. You can also visit the website at marcian.cx for much more of the same. I'm still working on consolidating the Warrior King content into the marcian.cx project. So check back at the website soon for the new and improved Warrior King training protocol, which is going to include supersets and my updated supplement recommendations. 
There's also a 2024 goal-setting guide on the way, and of course, the Warrior King newsletter. If any of that sounds appealing to you, the links to everything are in the show notes below. It's all free, and as always, conquer the day.